welcome back to the Binge Eating Dietitian podcast. My name is Jo, I am a registered dietitian and my purpose is to smash the taboo of binge eating. Thank you so much for being here and for joining me for another episode. Today I am going to be answering your questions. I put up a question box on Instagram recently and lots of you asked some really great questions. I have selected six of them to answer in today's episode. What was really clear from putting up this question box was that it seems that a lot of you are really struggling right now. And I'm not one bit surprised. After all, binge eating is the most common eating disorder. And even if you don't identify as having an eating disorder, that doesn't mean that your disordered eating patterns don't deserve help or support. I think that the pandemic is still having an effect. Remember this time last year when we were all binging on the foods that we had stockpiled? Well, you might not be doing that anymore, but there is a whole lot of anxiety around now about COVID itself, about things opening up again, or if you're still in lockdown, about coping with the monotony of each day. If your attitudes towards food are changing right now, then that's okay. And they could be changing in lots of different ways. I'm speaking to many of you who are feeling just really bored with food lately. You're just not bothered. You're not really interested in food right now, but you're eating because you know that you have to. And you know that if you let your hunger levels slip too much, then it's probably going to end up in a binge. And then on the other side, you might be really hyper-focused on food right now. You may be approaching a time where your country is opening back up after COVID and you have a lot of people that you're going to be seeing who haven't seen you in a while. You may have your eye on doing a diet and you have a date planned when you're going to have a reset so that when lockdown is lifted that you are a whole new person. No matter what you are going through right now, I hope that you can take some time to realize that you deserve a ton of self-compassion right now. Struggling with binge eating is a struggle and it's especially difficult during a pandemic. So please be kind to yourself. Okay, before I get into answering these six questions, just going to give my usual disclaimer. Please don't take any healthcare advice from this podcast. It is just for entertainment purposes only and does not substitute individualized medical support from your doctor or your nurse. All right, without further ado, let's get into six of your questions about binge eating. The first question is, how do you manage the shame of meeting somebody after you have gained a lot of weight? I know this situation. I get it. You haven't seen somebody for a long time. Your weight has changed. Your weight has gone up or your body isn't looking how it was the last time you met them. And you're filled with dread. You're filled with anxiety, apprehension. And you know that as soon as you see them, they're going to give you that look up and down to assess how your weight is or how you're looking. So I get that this is a really difficult and challenging moment. However, I need you to know, I really, really need you to tell yourself this day in and day out. Your weight has absolutely nothing to do with your worth. It has nothing to do with your value as a person. It doesn't make you less interesting because you have gained weight. 
If you are feeling ashamed of meeting somebody because of weight gain, before the meeting, if you can, remind yourself of all of the value that you bring to the world. Take out a sheet of paper and write out all of the value that you bring to this world, all of the amazing things about yourself. And I know this might feel a little bit weird, a little bit icky. Do it in private. It's a really worthwhile task. You might mention your positive attitude, that you're a really caring friend, that you're a loving spouse, that you have very happy children, or that you take pride in keeping your house clean. Make that list as long as you possibly can. And when it's written, take a step back and realize how silly it is to only be focusing on your weight. Don't blame yourself for feeling ashamed because you're worried about meeting up with this person. It's not your fault. It's the society that we live in, the society that values being in a smaller body over everything else. This may also be a good opportunity to challenge your fat phobic attitudes. And don't worry, I'm not blaming you for having them. Again, it comes from our society. But I want you to ask yourself, what is so wrong about gaining weight? Why is that the worst thing in the world? Why am I feeling so ashamed just because of my body? And just tune in to if you do have any preconceived attitudes that being fat is bad. That is fat phobia. And again, it is a part of our culture. And, but just because it is our culture, it doesn't make it right. So this is a really good opportunity to challenge your own fat phobia. The second question is, do you think that routines help with overcoming binge eating? And my answer to this is, if you like routine, then yes, it can. But we also have to pay attention to the people who don't have routine in their life and they don't want one. They don't like routine. I think that routine has become something co-opted by diet culture. I mean, every single diet is centered around a routine. It's centered around having meals and snacks at very exact times. And making sure that you fit in a certain amount of physical activity and that you go to bed at a certain time so that you don't overeat or don't ruin your diet. Routine is good for overcoming binge eating because you're more likely to remember to eat, more likely to have regular meals and snacks. But unlike a diet, the meals and snacks don't always have to be at the exact same time and they definitely don't have to be something that you've pre-planned. You can absolutely decide what you want to eat in that very moment. So are routines helpful? Yes, if you like routines. But if you don't, I don't think it's appropriate to try and force one. It's going to feel unnatural to you. It's going to feel like just another diet. And when overcoming binge eating, that's the mindset that we need to try and work on. The third question is, is it okay to have food rules? For example, no eating at night after dinner, as this is when my binging begins. I have gone into this in depth in a previous episode entitled, Make Food Rules Work For You. So go back and have a listen to that episode if you haven't had a chance yet. In relation to this question specifically about not eating after dinner at nighttime, If you are able to not eat after dinner and not feel deprived, not feel hungry, not feel like the biscuits are calling your name from the press, then it's fine. But I need you to think about what you're going to do in the future if after dinner comes and you still feel hungry. Will you allow yourself to eat? 
if the answer is no and that you're just going to push on through and go to bed early, then I think there is an issue there that needs to be worked on. Think about how you're going to manage if you go to a friend's house after dinner and they offer you some dessert or some biscuits or some cake. What are you going to do? Are you automatically going to say no? If you say yes, will you binge? When thinking about the long term and knowing that you are going going to have to eat after dinner at some point in your life, I think that it is worthwhile to go back to the root of the problem and try to unpack why you think you're always going to binge if you eat after dinner. It's likely that belief isn't even completely true because I know that you have had many evenings in your life where you've eaten after dinner and not binged. So yes, it is okay to not eat after dinner if you feel comfortable doing that, but try to keep it as a guide and not as a hard and fast rule. The next question is, what are the most useful books for overcoming binge eating? Okay, where do I start? I really find the intuitive eating books very valuable, even though they don't just cover binge eating. They cover the entire food relationship as a whole. So if you are trying to improve your relationship with food, I would really recommend the couple of books about intuitive eating. The first one is Just Eat It by Laura Thomas. Laura is a registered nutritionist based in the UK. And in this book, she describes intuitive eating in such an easy to understand way. It's really natural colloquial language that she uses. And I really like that. And I recommend that to my clients who don't want to be reading lots of big words and jargony language. So that's Just Eat It by Laura Thomas, who is a registered nutritionist in the UK. Then there is the the Bible of Intuitive Eating. It's the Intuitive Eating official book. It's on its fourth edition now, and it's by Evelyn Triboli and Elise Resch. These two lovely ladies are the founders of Intuitive Eating. They came up with the principles back in 1995. And basically from then until now, it's been picked up by different researchers across the United States. And now there is a ton of research studies done on on it. So that's why it's so popular now. It's been around since 1995, but now we have lots of research to back it up and to promote it as being a lifelong way of eating. So that's the Intuitive Eating official book uh, by Evelyn Triboli and Elise Resch. Then relating to binge eating, I really like I Can't Stop Eating by Sarah Dosange. Sarah is a psychotherapist based in the UK with a ton of eating disorder experience, including her own journey with binge eating. And then lastly, I'll finish up with a resource that isn't a book. It's a free PDF downloadable by the Irish eating disorder charity Bodywise. It's entirely focused on binge eating. It goes through the whole process of binge eating, how it starts, how it continues, and then how to make your way through it out the other end. It's a free downloadable. I'm going to leave it in the show notes. Make sure that you go and get it. So that's Just Eat It by Laura Thomas, the Intuitive Eating official book by Tripoli and Resch, I Can't Stop Eating by Sarah Dosange, and the free downloadable by Bodywise. The next question is, are there different levels of binge eating? And the answer is kind of twofold. So firstly, in the research, there's not really different levels of binge eating. There is definitions of what a binge is, like how many calories you have to eat in what period of time for it to be defined as a binge. But that's not always helpful. What I think is most helpful is 
what does a binge feel like to you? And the second part of this answer is that you can have different levels of binge eating, but that's individualized to you. And that's what I think is most helpful. It's not really useful to compare yourself to anybody else, to compare your binges with anybody else's. What is useful though is using your own experience of binge eating and what you feel like are your different levels. You know what I mean. Sometimes your binges might be quite small, not so severe, not so out of control. And other times you might feel that you've completely lost the run of yourself, that you're running completely on autopilot. You feel very distressed and very out of control. As a practitioner, I'm more interested in your different levels of binge eating, what you would class as being a mild binge, a moderate binge or a severe binge. I'm not really too interested in what anybody else is doing or how your binge eating compares to my other clients. It's really irrelevant. So the answer to your question is, yes, there are different levels of binge eating, but it's entirely subjective to you. And the last question is, my binging stopped, but then I started to drop some pounds and I was diagnosed with anorexia. Is this common? Unfortunately, there are no statistics on this, so I can't say for certain if it is common. But what I will say is that all eating disorders operate on a spectrum. No matter what your diagnosis is, if it's anorexia nervosa, bulimia nervosa, or binge eating disorder, they all lie on the same spectrum, and it's very easy to pass from one to the other. I'm not saying that somebody who is diagnosed with binge eating disorder is going to one day have a diagnosis of anorexia, but it is common to show behaviors of other eating disorders. So people who struggle with binge eating sometimes might find that they are purging or somebody with anorexia nervosa may also engage in binge eating. What I'm trying to get across here is Although they are separate diagnoses, they all operate on the same spectrum and it is normal to move up and down that spectrum, not to stay in the rigid box of diagnostic criteria that you were diagnosed. Okay, I am going to leave you there. Thanks to everybody who sent in questions for this Q&A. I will definitely do another one in the future. If you ever have a topic that you would like me to cover on the podcast, please don't hesitate to let me know. You can email me joe at antidietanswers.com. Also, before I go, I am very excited to say that I am back taking clients again. I had to take a little hiatus when I moved to the States to sort out a load of paperwork, but now that's all sorted, I am back in action. So if you would like to pursue one-to-one private coaching with me, I will leave all of the details in the show notes. All right, I will see you in the next episode. Until then, please take care of yourself.